All right, how we doing, everybody? I am your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Today, my co-host, Austin Bickett, and I somehow get to everything. We talk about the Clippers' epic collapse and what's to come in the NBA playoffs, college game day being right here in the Ville for Cards Canes this weekend, NFL Week 2, and what happened in Week 1, and even a quick MLB check-in at the end. But before we do, our show is, of course, brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Come compete against me and thousands of others this weekend in Thrive's Daily Fantasy NFL Contest. Bet small to win big. Use code RED with two Ds for a $20 match on any deposit, $20 or more. All you fantasy gurus out there, let's see it. Put your skills to the test with Thrive Fantasy. Available on any app store. Use promo code RED for $20 on the house. All right, let's get it going. We are back. Austin Bickett, the worldwide leader in Red Talk appearances, and myself, Will Reddington, the hardest working man you know. We're going to start with the NBA. There's so much going on in the world. We're going to hit the NBA, college football, NFL, MLB, all in a hopefully short 40 minutes for you guys. Start with the NBA, though, because we were all looking forward to this Clippers-Lakers matchup since uh, way before the season started, since way before the pandemic was a thing. This is what we wanted to see. We're not going to get it. Jamal Murray's not going to let us have it. The Nuggets, somehow. I mean, I can't believe we're recording this. I feel like I'm going to have to go back and cut it because it's so ridiculous that it happened. The Nuggets just came back from 3-1 again. The only NBA team to come back from 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. They did it to beat the Jazz, and they did it to beat the super team, in quotations, Clippers. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe it either. Uh, I'm really happy. Honestly, I hate this Clippers team. They have a bunch of dislikable guys on their team. I think they have uh, more, I don't know who, one of the ESPN guys or somebody said they got too many talkers, not enough walkers. I mean, they all, Pat Bev, Marcus Morris, all those guys, they, I mean, they all just choked. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They were up 16 in what, game five and game six, and then up 12 in game seven. That fourth quarter of game seven might have been the most one-sided playoff quarter I've seen in recent memory i mean it, it felt like they got up six and it was like they're the clippers might not score again like yeah I mean, you kept waiting for that run never came yeah i i, I don't like this clippers team like i said but i thought 100 they'd at least make it to the western conference finals and they probably would have been favored over the lakers if they would have finished this out in five and went up one four one but uh i'm very happy uh just really can't believe it that paul george off the corner of the backboard is gonna live on twitter for a long long time and as it should because that man gets paid way too much to go side of backboard. A three off the side of the backboard is Uncontested. The, most, the most embarrassing play in basketball. I mean, yes. you hate to see it in a rec league when you're out there with your friends. Like, you feel like your friend let you down when he does something <laughs> like that, when he's open in the corner. And you're seeing Paul George, who all 30 teams wanted to trade for, crazy career path to go from Indiana to Oklahoma City. He wants to go to the Lakers. He's going to stay in Oklahoma City. Okay, now he's on the Clippers. Him and Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard, like, he, he he's a proven guy. I mean, he beat LeBron and Wade on the Heat. He won a title for Toronto last year. A team had never won a title. And we kind of saw what Toronto was without him. 
a really good team, but not a championship team. And it's crazy to think, I mean, you line up that Raptors 2019 roster against who the Clippers have, and there's not anybody that's going to be like, oh, yeah, the Raptors are clearly better than that team. But, man, it looked like it. Montrez, Lou Williams, they were just bad in this Nuggets series, especially down the stretch when it mattered uh, what you said about Morris and Pat Beverly talking, but not walking. Exactly. Pat Beverly told LeBron before the season even started that they were done once they got Paul George. LeBron's not even had to face him. He's been hanging out, probably sipping wine in his cool bubble mansion that he lives in. I I just can't believe this. The Clippers flat out, it it looked like they just quit. I mean, they were scared to death. It It was so weird to watch because you felt like the Nuggets were the inferior team. Every single part of that series, even when they won, until... I'd say about the third quarter when you started to feel like this could really happen. Yeah, they literally had their soul taken by Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. I mean, that that two-man game would just look like they had had never seen a pick and roll in basketball at any level in their whole lives. They had no chance to stop it. When Jamal Murray gets hot, I mean, you're good luck to the other team. Um, yeah, but it's it's so satisfying seeing all the Patrick Beverly old quotes and memes and Marcus Morris looked at Nick uh, Jokic in game five and said, get ready to go home or whatever he called him. And Trez Tre- <laughs> called Luca white boy. And then they acted like a team that had won a dynasty like the Warriors or something. And they had never won anything. I'm a little bummed that we don't get the battle of LA, but at the same time, I'm just glad the Clippers are out. Yeah, I was a big fan of PG during the Pacers days. Uh, him and George Hill gave me a ton of in-person happiness in my life. And I love Montrose Harrell, but I do just kind of hate the Clippers. I would love to talk to somebody, have them on my podcast if they're like a fan of Patrick Beverly or more. I've never met I've never met one of either guy. (laughs) Stand up for them. Tell me what they do for the community and why you like them. Because I I doubt it's much. The Clippers are out. Let's stop talking about them. The Nuggets have moved on. Let's look at these NBA championship odds. So the Lakers are now minus two hundred to win the title with four teams left. 200 to win $100. You got the Nuggets, 100 to win 800 The Celtics lose game one. They're going to play tonight, so we'll see what shifts there. The Celtics-Heat series is pretty even. I don't know who's going to win it. This The game is going to happen tonight after the show, so why don't you talk to me about like who's going to win the entire series in the East versus just tonight's game? Um, well, really, I think every game is going to kind of be like game one was maybe not as dramatic with the the bam block and the, the Jimmy and one take and stuff like that. But I really do think just like the Celtics Raptors were for the majority of those games, it's going to come down to last five minutes. It's going to be four or six point game. I mean, I think both teams, I can't see either one of these teams just laying an egg and getting blown out one night. Yeah, like I, I'd like to say that I like the Celtics in this series, but the Heat are just so potent defensively, offensively. They're such a great team. Their teamwork and what Jimmy Butler did at the end of that game in game one, it's early, but it might have won them the series. That was a Celtics game to win. It felt like they had it. They were up 12 in the fourth. They couldn't get it done. The Heat are just relentless. And the Bam block will live in the minds of basketball fans forever. I mean, it's right up there with LeBron's block. It wasn't in as big of a situation, but it was as big of a play. Tatum goes up there, tries to punch on Bam Adebayo, and bam, he can't do it. It's incredible. Yeah. And it, to think that Bam went from being on the floor because of our guy, Quentin Snyder. God, I knew that was coming. Sorry. <laughs> to block and Tatum there in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I had the Celtics in game one. And you see those Tyler Harrow bounce passes to Bam. for Doug. That was gorgeous. Like, ooh, big Blue Nation. All up in my face. Once again, I never get tired of it. 
We got Bam and Hero leading the Heat, obviously, and Jimmy Butler as well. But Bam and Hero really showing out. Jamal Murray, we've seen what he's done. We got AD on the Lakers. I mean, the Celtics, Celtics have Enos Kanter, who's not going to play and didn't play at Kentucky. So we don't really count him. But uh, these Kentucky guys are completely taking over the um, playoffs. And I love to see it. I know you probably don't. But no. yeah, yeah, that, that Bam block was probably the second best block in NBA history. I mean, obviously LeBron in the game seven chase down out of nowhere will probably always be number one. I can't imagine something topping that. But just based on the moment and how if you look at the freeze frames of that picture, I mean, tell me you show me the picture. I'm like, Tatum, dunk that ball, tie the game like with ease. Like there's no way that uh, I don't think your hands even supposed to bend that way. It was an insane block just in the moment. And then he got, gets immediately grabs the rebound. Yeah, I mean, that was as clutch as it gets on the defensive end. That block, too. That's Tatum with his right hand, his strong hand, going into Bam's left hand and still just getting drastically overpowered. Bam, strong dude. But the Lakers, huge title favorite. Um, we, we talked previously on this podcast about the Lakers. Maybe there's a higher power work. Not only are they probably the best team, but they have the Kobe Bryant thing going for them. Kobe defeated the Rockets and the Nuggets to get to his 2009 title. Yeah, that's exactly what LeBron and his Lakers are doing right now. If they get to the finals, just like in 2009, Dwight Howard will be there. You know, he's going to be there in the building. So it feels like everything's kind of meant to be like the stars are aligning for the Lakers. I'm assuming that you think that LeBron takes home another title. I mean, I'm a LeBron stan. I've always cheered for LeBron. It was tough to see him go through those, those Warrior series, knowing that there was just no chance he was going to win those. This is, I mean, it's a must win for LeBron at this point. He can't not win this title. I mean, he can, like someone can beat them, but for his legacy or whatever you want to call it, he can't lose. I mean, Giannis has been knocked out. The almighty Clippers have been knocked out. I think the Lakers are the best team left. I think they have the two best players by a pretty significant margin. I don't think that's that's fair to say. And LeBron and AD. Right now, Jamal Murray is one of the best players, but overall, it's AD and LeBron, and then it's probably... Tatum or Jokic next is you based on everything. So uh yeah, the I, I think the Lakers do get it done. I think this is kind of destined for the Lakers Celtics. It would just be so weird to see like Lakers heat. Can you imagine a Nuggets heat finals? Like, no, I can't. Even I can't. a Lakers have to. Yeah, even a Lakers heat finals just seems weird. It seems like we're destined for the in a year that Kobe died and all this crazy stuff has happened, it seems like we're destined for the old the oldest rivalry in basketball, the Lakers and the Celtics and it's hard to see the Lakers not winning it all now. I think Vegas has them, what, like minus 200 to win. Um, yeah, I, I hope so because I, I would love to see LeBron get one more ring before he retires. This is the best chance he's going to have, I feel like. Um, and also AD get his first. So we'll see how it goes. The Nuggets definitely aren't going to go out without a fight. I don't know. <laughs> I guess the Lakers don't want to go up 3-1. That's probably the worst thing you can do to the Nuggets right now. But, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be some pet- competitive games for sure. I don't think by any means the Lakers are going to sweep their way to a finals. But – I like the Lakers probably in six over the Nuggets, and then either the Celtics or the Heat, I think the same, same thing, Lakers in six probably. Yeah, I like the Eastern Conference winner to give them a very competitive series, and I didn't always feel that way. The Heat have lost one game, one singular game in the entire playoffs. So you really can't disrespect anything that any of these four teams have done, but the Lakers could have an off-shooting night, but you're right. They got the two best players in the NBA. First time that two guys have been on the All-NBA first team from the same team since like 2007. It's pretty impressive. Uh, It's hard to see the Lakers not taking it home. Let's move to college football. This is kind of the last week that 
really the only thing to talk about is the cards. The SEC comes back next week. Last Saturday, it was awesome. We had the TVs rolling. We were over here. We had the best time. But, I mean, these games are horrendous. They are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) We've seen so far. They're really bad. Really excited for LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, Florida, everybody to come back next week and actually give us an enjoyable slate. But for now, ESPN's agreeing with us. College game day is coming to the Ville. Miami opened up as a two-point favorite against the Cards. Louisville's now favored by two and a half. Oh, what are you thinking about that game? Yeah, it's definitely the game of the week. Um, I don't think anybody can argue that. It's the only game between ranked teams and one of the only games between two Power Five teams. So I'm definitely excited for next week. I think it's going to be a nice little appetizer, getting us ready for the first full football weekend of the year next week. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a great game. It, it's a little weird with game day and town or where virtually in town or what however they're gonna do it you can't can't tailgate you can't be out there in the the mosh pit holding up signs it's definitely a completely different vibe just like everything else has been this year but um i do i do like the cards when y'all were sitting at roosters talking about the spread i said i thought y'all should be favored and y'all would be favored i think the line right now is pretty accurate to how i see the game going minus two and a half um it's it's tough to judge early in the season especially i mean louisville played western kentucky and miami played a UAB team that they didn't really impress me at all when they played them. They, I thought UAB definitely should have covered that game and was a couple plays away from kind of being right there at the end to even possibly win the game and only lost by 15. But they really, Miami really didn't do anything too impressive. Um, I'm excited to see Derek King and his in a, under the lights uh, big game. We all know he's a he can uh, break a play at any time, but I think Louisville just has too much speed on offense, too much talent on offense, and. I'm not going to believe in Miami, just like I'm not going to believe in Florida State, just because they used to be big name programs. It's like we just saw Florida State lose to Georgia Tech. Until they can prove to me that they have enough talent to be back, I'm not going to believe in any teams just because of their brand name. Said they used to be good. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, you're looking at Georgia Tech. They beat Florida State last weekend, and now they're a seven and a half point underdog to UCF, who has not played a game. UCF still in the act. RIP the cards in the act. 2013 to 2014. It was an awesome run. But yeah, Miami's going to have De'Ara King at quarterback. That's uh, the Houston guy. Always really high on your preseason Heisman odds. Never there at the end, but always there at the beginning. He's the quarterback at the U now. You would think that makes him a lot better. They didn't look very impressive last Thursday against UAB. They beat them 34 to 17. So they did kind of pull away at the end. But you look back at last year's game and you think about this year's game. Louisville fans tell you last year was awesome. We had a great year. We beat an SEC team in a bowl game coming off maybe the worst season of our lifetimes. But now you have Miami. They beat us 52 to 27 last year. That's it's a lot, and I remember that game, and it did not feel good. And this over-under on the game this weekend is very high, 64-and-a-half for a Week 2 game where uh, we saw teams working off rust, and neither Miami or Louisville went over 64-and-a-half in their first game, but it, it's going to be a true test for Louisville's defense. Louisville's defense was outstanding against the Tops. If it wasn't for that punter, who is not <laughs> Mason King, and uh, everybody's realizing that now, WKU probably scores seven points in that game. Tops. And it's tops, no pun intended. They end up at 21. Louisville's tackling just has to be great in this game. I really don't know what to expect. It's it's just one year later. Both teams have a lot of the same guys. And Miami absolutely dominated last year. Yeah, that mental edge of when it's the same guys on the field and you know what they did to you last year, I would say that's always a factor. Uh, like you said, with the defense and the tackling, this game is probably going to come down to who can get more stops and 
I don't necessarily know or think that Louisville's defense is any better than Miami's, but I do think based on what I've seen in week one, that Louisville's offense is better than Miami's. So for that reason, I do lean to the cards. But yeah, that total, I can't remember a Louisville or Kentucky game being that high of a total. Obviously not the Cats. We're always like mid-40s with our totals because we play defense and can't score. But I can't remember a total being that high. I I was planning on taking the over all week, and I thought it was going to be like 10 points lower than this. So now I'm a little little scared of that. But yeah, it should be a big game under the – y'all pushed it back to a night game, right? It was scheduled for like 3.30 originally. Yeah, it's the night show. Yeah, that's that's a good call. It should always you should always be the night show when you have the option to be the night show. Absolutely. Um, even with no fans, well, not no fans, but even with very oh, no. low. And, and let me let me yeah. speak on that for a second. Last week, I went to the game this past Saturday, and last week I said, "Hey, it's not going to be that different." Louisville plays Murray State. I'm in there. This stadium's huge, and let me tell you, I mean, it's it's empty in there. It's, yeah. it's not full. Oh man. Oh, man, I was in there and I felt like I was at a DeSales Holy Cross game that was being played in Cardinal Stadium and it was snowing like like it wasn't full enough for what DeSales and Holy Cross could have been. It was eerie in there. I mean, I'm walking out to the concourse, getting food, getting beer. Nobody in line. Nobody anywhere. The people there, they're there to watch football. It, it was weird. There, there are so few people in there when you're actually in there. It is such an odd feeling. But, man, that crowd brought that energy. 12,000 people with the energy of 100,000. You love to see it. And we're piping in that crowd noise. So I, I got a lot of positive things to say about Miami. I don't know how it's going to go. But we introduced Braden Smith last week, our new wide receiver, that guy's tough, and Des Fitzpatrick looked great. Tutu Atwell put 142 yards on Miami last year. Miami does have an All-American tight end that didn't play against us last year that's now back. There's a lot going on in this game, but you already know I'm taking the cards. No more needs to be said. They are the cards, and I am me, and I will take them on Saturday. Yeah, you always got to back your own team. I, uh, but I like the cards too here, so guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, the only thing that scares me is that it looks like everybody likes the cards, just from what I can see on Twitter. and. Oh, Different gambling podcasts and websites. It just seems like everybody's on the cards. And the like line's me, already moved, so you know Vegas is on them too. Like me and all my cards fans say, once we get up on a Saturday and we put on that gear, we all look at each other and we say, we're taking the cards. No matter what's going on. <laughs> Unless we're playing like Clemson or something. Then we usually still do, but we lose. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way with the Cats. I mean, you got to take your squad when you're Saturday. You've had a few beers. You're rocking the gear. How, how can I not take them? Yeah, you feel like you matter more than you actually do <laughs> in most cases. Uh, last thing on college football, the Big Ten. It's been weird. Like, we don't love the Big Ten, but I will say that I have missed it. These slates have been awful. There are rumors that they're going to come back. Are they going to come back? What's going on? I'm working all day. I can't read it all. Yeah, it sounds like they are going to be back. I think um, October twenty third, twenty fourth weekend. So the weekend before Halloween. Um, from what I've, yeah, that's like still over a month away. Well, they got practice. You can't just throw these kids out there. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they're going to play eight conference games, and then, so this is this is where it gets weird. They're going to play a ninth conference game, but it's going to be like championship their championship weekend. So the two one seeds from each division are going to play like a normal Big Ten championship game. You're with me so far? Yeah, I'm with you. And then the two two seeds are going to play each other all the way down to the two eight seeds are going to play each other. Okay. So we're going to get like a Northwestern Rutgers meaningless game on championship Saturday. Wow, I'm that's here. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for The total will probably be 21 and a half. And <laughs> I mean, I'll, more football is never a bad thing, but it's yeah. just because they, they have to get that nine in there just for another win, another uh, like for – bowl eligibility i don't know if there's gonna be bowls this year and for the college football playoff um implications for teams like ohio state and 
whoever else. I don't know. I mean, Wisconsin, I guess. Definitely not Michigan. They never live up to what they're supposed to be. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited the Big Ten's back. I don't necessarily love watching that. It's probably my least favorite of the five major conferences to watch. Even the Pac-12 is more fun because it's always late night. It's always high scoring. There's no defense. So it's yeah, more fun. Yeah. The teams aren't as good, but it's more, as fun, it's more fun to watch as a fan. But, um, yeah, like you said, the, the games have been so bad. I'm just so ready for teams I know and some some guys I know. I know pretty much all the big-name players have opted out. But, yeah, I'm excited for the, the Ohio State games, the Michigan, whatever, Michigan-Ohio State, Michigan-Wisconsin, stuff like that. So, yeah, we're, we're back, and um, it was very, very poorly handled by the people who run the Big Ten. Yeah, bad job by the Big Ten. If you're going to do this, be the Pac-12. Just don't go out there. Make your mind up, you know, you, there should be people that are making decisions that make a decision and that's the decision. It should not be like, Oh, well maybe we should have done this. It was just really weird how they, it was like nothing happened and they went from we're playing to we're not playing. And then everybody else was like, well, we're still playing. Like, Why, why are you not playing? So yeah, I don't, uh, from what I understand, the PAC 12 is still trying to planning on playing in like January. So I don't really know what they're doing out there. Uh, I'll watch it, I guess when the Super Bowl is over and there's nothing else on besides PAC 12 football and some college basketball pre-March Madness, you know, I'll, I'll watch, but I don't understand why they would even play, uh, why any of the players would play just to play a conference game and then conference schedule, and then, okay, season's over. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's March 1st, your <laughs> season's over. Yeah, it uh, just doesn't make a ton of sense, but either way, come back. The more sports, the better. Let's move on to the NFL. What a happy time. We're back at Roosters on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Morale's through the roof. It doesn't even matter that we all have to go back to work on Monday, we're all just there. There's so much love going on in that back room. Oh, what a great feeling. And now we get week two, and it doesn't even stop for such a long time. I mean, we're going to go all the way to, to week 20. I mean, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, that was Sunday at about 1230. Everybody started showing up. I got there at 1155 because I'm a hero. Love that. Uh, I'm probably going to get there about 20 minutes later this week. It was like there was not one person in the parking lot when I pulled in. But uh, yeah, when everybody started showing up and they started showing the players warming up on the field, I, that's the happiest I've been in, in months. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad fantasy's back. NFL gambling is back. Just NFL Rooster Sundays overall are back. I can't wait for this Sunday. That's why I don't really care. The slate is horrible on Saturday because we still get NFL on Sunday. Yep, and there is no such thing as a terrible NFL slate. Austin, week two, games to watch. What do you got? Uh, the Sunday night game, which is usually considered the game of the week, Patriots-Seahawks. I'll be interested to see how the uh, this Pats offense looks against a much better defense than the Dolphins have going across the country uh, Sunday night under the bright lights. I know there's no fans in the Seahawks, but still got to get on a plane and fly across the country. Um, that game, I like, uh, your squad versus Mogo squad Rams Eagles. I think that's the, the pick of the week. It's the only game that's actually a pick on the oh, line. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, Man, uh, looking good. Kind of a, a little sleeper game. I think might be good just based on, um, some over and under reactions from week one. I think Lions Packers might be a good division battle. I don't think the Packers are as high powered as they looked on Sunday. And I don't think that Lions choke is indicative of how bad they are. So I, I think that'll be a sneaky good game. Okay, I uh, I love this Deshaun Watson Lamar Jackson rematch at four thirty. You got the Ravens going to Houston. The Texans really struggled, but they struggled against the Chiefs, who had a fan in the stands with COVID. So you know, I mean, I think we should re you know take a look at all of that and maybe give these AFC West teams a, a real chance at winning it all. Because the only teams that had fans in the stands week one, you had the Jaguars who won and the Chiefs who won. Now the Jaguars 
they weren't supposed to win any games. And as far as I know, none of their fans had COVID. I'm sure a ton of them had COVID. They're in freaking <laughs> Florida. But Kansas City, I, I don't know how they find this stuff out, but one of their fans tested positive for COVID. So that's all under the microscope now. But Lamar is going to Houston. The Ravens look like the most dominant team in the NFL week one. There's no debate about that. They did play the Cleveland Browns, who, you know, we were not going to talk about them. They played Joe Burrow tonight. We don't know what's going to happen. We're recording this at 6 p.m. But Ravens-Texans should, in theory, be an awesome game. It was a good one last year. Should be some high scoring. I'm obviously excited to watch the Rams. Monday Night Football is pretty sweet, too. You got the Saints going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The Raiders look really good week one. This is an awesome week of football. Overreactions from week one. This is our favorite thing to do outside of the podcast. Let's get it going. What do you got? Um, I mean, I tweeted this out too, but the Brady is washed. The Bucks are dead kind of reaction. Classic. I don't I don't think that uh, – I don't truly believe that Brady is that washed. It's just always fun to tweet when he throws an easy pick six for the defense. But – uh, I mean, it's going to take some time for these guys to gel. Mike Evans wasn't 100% healthy. He probably shouldn't even have played. They're in the Superdome. I know no fans. It's going to be it's even hard to talk about home field advantage this whole season. But they're in the Superdome playing the one of the favorites to make the Super Bowl. Um, so I think the Bucks will be okay. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think they'll be okay sneaking the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see. They're a big favorite this week against Carolina, who – had a back-and-forth game. Their defense didn't look great, but uh, Teddy put up some points for them. So it be interesting to see if they can uh, win that game with ease and maybe cover that big number. But, yeah, the, the Brady is washed and mistake to go to Tampa. And what about Arians calling him out like that in the press conference? Uh, very odd. You know, it's the first game, and you didn't have enough practice. And Godwin, who – was out there, didn't do a ton. He's in concussion protocol now. They clearly had some injuries. A lot going wrong with this team. Gronk looked like Gronk, but a Gronk that had aged maybe 20 years versus what yeah. actually the time period that actually went by. So I, I don't really know. Like Fournette looked decent. Their their defense has just guys everywhere. You're talking about Shaq Barrett in the backfield constantly. Devin White, a possible defensive player of the year guy from LSU. Like that Bucks team has a lot of talent, but the NFC is just loaded. Like you, you look at how a lot of this conference looked. Yes, the NFC East, you know, they are the NFC East, but the NFC West, all four of those teams have a shot at making the playoffs. The NFC North, you never know what you're going to get from the Bears. Aaron Rodgers looked as good as he ever has. And the NFC South, you never know about the Falcons. The Saints are obviously going to be there. And then you have the Bucks. It's so like just such an overload. And you look at the AFC where Tom Brady's played his entire career, and it's the complete opposite. Like I've been so just disappointed with some of these AFC teams, but you can't like really say they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the, the AFC is pretty much the Chiefs, the Ravens, and then – Whoever gets hot in the middle of the year, pretty much. Yeah. I still think I still think the Steelers could be a decent team. Ben looked horrible in the first half, kind of found it a little bit in the second half against the Giants. Um, but yeah, nobody in the AFC really scares you on a week to week basis besides Lamar and Mahomes. Um, another one I had was um that sticking with the Brady Patriots theme that um MVP Cam Newton is back. I just think that's I think it's a little too premature to say that Cam's back. Um, they rushed him 15 times, the most he ever has in his career. And yeah, he had two rushing touchdowns, and he might he might be better than he was. But uh, until he can start spreading the ball and hurting with his legs and his arm, um, I'm not really sold on the Cam Patriots bandwagon. I guess we'll have to see what they do against Seattle and not Miami this week. We're going to get into that game during the pick section because I do like the Seahawks. Um, are you ready for some good, bad, 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 and some stuff from me? 
Yeah, let's do and it. I got some. All right, so you can still take division winners as the season goes along. Um, they they re-update every single week after the games are over. So I have some for you here. First one, I have the Cowboys at minus one twenty-five to win the NFC East. Minus one twenty-five. That's basically even. What do you think? I mean, that's that's a good bet, right? And I do this every single year. Based on what I saw from the Eagles, the Washington football team, one to know. Can't can't discredit them. Oh, big uh, deal. I mean, they we kind of Eagles. Said, yeah, we kind of said that their uh, their pass rush was going to get get uh get after wins. I mean, their offensive line is absolutely decimated. They don't have a receiver. They have Alshon and Deshaun Jackson, who are just old and just been banged up their whole careers. Um, I like to see them get in that Allen Robinson sweepstake as he, if he actually is available because Wentz does need some more weapons. I don't think you can put it all on him. But, yeah, the, the Eagles looked horrible. The Giants – I mean, Danny Dimes looked okay given the circumstances of the Steelers' defense. I mean, I, like Lewis Riddick said, that won't be the worst game that a quarterback has against the Steelers' defense this year, and I'm scared that it might be this week with Drew Locke going into Pittsburgh. But, um, yeah, I, I still like the Cowboys. They did not look very good against the Rams. Kept waiting for this uh, – kept waiting for this best offense in NFL history to come out. It, it never seemed to – um, credit to the Rams. They played pretty good, but I felt the Cowboys should have put up more points. I feel like I don't know what the hell McCarthy was doing going for that fourth and three down by three with like 10 minutes left in the game when he could have tied it up. That was a horrible coaching decision for a first year coach. But uh, yeah, if I had to pick, I'm taking the Cowboys for sure. I think those are pretty good odds. So I'll, I'll call that a good bet. That Rams Cowboys game. Those are just two really good teams out there. And somebody's got to win. And that leads me to my next one. The Rams are back. The Rams plus 350 to win the NFC West. I'm all the way in. Clearly, the 49ers might not be the as dominant of a powerhouse. I don't know who could have predicted that. But <laughs> they lose game one to the Cardinals. They play the Jets this week. So don't freak out when they go one and one and win by 60 this week without George Kittle and without everybody else on their team. But this 49ers team is banged up. Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he looked bad. And Kyler Murray ran all over him. And the, and the Cardinals are tough, man. That division is awesome. But you can get the Rams at plus 350 to win it. I feel like it's a three-horse race. Between everybody, <laughs> everybody that didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. So I'll take the team with the second best odds and the sweet new uniforms and the $5 billion stadium. That stadium is unlike Shoot. anything I've ever seen. That stadium is the best stadium I've ever seen. I drove by the Raiders stadium in Vegas a couple months ago or like last month, and it looks crazy. Obviously, I haven't seen the Rams in person, but this Raiders stadium is insane. Well, the Rams Stadium, SoFi Stadium, Taylor Swift is supposed to open it up. She she was coming there. She's supposed to open it up. It gets canceled because of COVID. And I was like, man, what that would have been the best opening of a new stadium in the history of time. But then I thought, well, what could be better? What could be better than Taylor Swift? And then I thought, oh, yeah. Jared Goff, Robert Woods, a win over the Cowboys, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey with the big-time flop. You got to love We'll do whatever it takes to win it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do whatever it takes. I, I, I'm not going to say it's a horrible bet because it's pretty good value, but – I still, I think the Seahawks are going to be even better than we thought they might be because Pete Carroll. It looks like he's actually going to let Russ throw the ball this year, which he hasn't really done in the past couple of years. If they've been more run centric for whatever reason, they have probably they have a top five quarterback in the NFL, and they don't let him throw the ball very often. He went thirty one of thirty five. I know the Falcons' defense is horrible, but he's the best deep ball thrower I think I've ever seen. He just drops it in people's arms. Like I've never seen anything like it. I don't have one bad thing to say about the yeah. Seahawks. Uh, that that leads me into the ne- my next and last one, which will take us into our picks. I have the Bills at even, 
even odds to win the AFC East. We talked about it last week. I said I love the Bills to make the playoffs at minus 170. Both those teams win week one. The Bills are even to win that division. The Bills did play the Jets, but the Patriots played the Dolphins. What's the difference? I thought the Bills looked really, really good. Like Their defense looked as good as it did last year, and now they were playing the Jets, so who knows? We'll find out a little more as we go along. They play the Dolphins this week. The Bills should start 2-0. The Patriots should be 1-1 after Sunday night football, and those odds should adjust a little bit. I loved how composed Josh Allen did. He was a, Josh Allen was. He was effective with his legs and his arm. I love the Bills. I know you do too. Yeah, I, I love that bet. I've been on the Bills bandwagon since middle of last year, and I've been out on the Patriots since all the free agent Brady, Cam, all this stuff happened. Um, yeah, I, I love the Bills here. Uh, they looked great. I know they played – probably the team that looked worse than anybody else has yet besides maybe the Browns, but the Browns are playing the Ravens. So we're, we're still going to give it to the jets there. Sure. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. So they, they obviously you got to take who they played into account, but I mean, they dominated the ball. Josh Allen looked great. He, he's got to stop fumbling the ball. The game should have been even wider. He fumbled. He had two fumbles in jets territory. Uh, yeah. I love the, their defense is one of the best in the league. Josh Allen. I think he's going to keep getting better. Like I said, last week, uh, they got a few more weapons now. They got Diggs. They got that Zach Moss rookie running back who looks like he's better than Singletary already. Yeah, both those guys are both those guys aren't good. You know, like let's oh my like, god, give him some time. Hey, come on, both those guys aren't good. Zach Moss had like nine carries for eleven yards. Singletary wasn't much better. You're right. I thought Zach Moss looked better too. Zach Moss yeah. caught a touchdown pass. The Bills could use some help at running back, but everything else that they're doing, <laughs> John Brown looked awesome. Uh, last thing before we got this would have been on my good bet bad bet thing last week but there's no odds on it because you can't bet on stuff like this but good lord the new york jets Le'Veon bell games played this year one and a half what do you think um over but not productive games play i tweeted it is that the worst non-qb signing ever i mean they gave him everything and i can't really say it was a bad signing at the time because he was probably the best running back in the league for like three or four years in that steelers offense he looks like he can't create his own running lanes. I know the Jets' offensive line isn't great. Uh, hey. he, they got Makai. <laughs> Maybe it'll get better. Yeah, he struggled but, uh, a little bit week one. He's yeah, back he out did. there, though. He's the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, yeah, he de- he doesn't look great when he's healthy. He can't stay healthy. Adam Gase hates him, which Le'Veon probably hates Gase, too. Uh, the, I think the Le'Veon Bell experiment is probably over. I think you should probably trade him while you can still get something for him. But, yeah, that's – it's wild up there in New York. Yeah, we don't like to do fantasy football stuff, but good Lord, if you have James Conner, you might want to get Benny Snell. Oh, my God. What a terrible feeling it has to have James Conner. James Conner, God bless the guy. Everybody's cheering for him. Great story. Beat cancer. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably Benny Snell's job. Let's uh, let's get into the picks. Three apiece. What do you got this week? So, I just wanted to clear up. You told me I wouldn't go undefeated last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. Okay. And I, I will call it a gentleman's push on the the head to head, the Burrow, you know, big, Charger. Yeah, big deal. No chance you do it again this week. Okay. Um, well, I'm undefeated. I gave out three Twitter picks. All three of those won too. Even oh, two, here we go. Two of them were overlapping. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of seeing the board. So I'll, I would probably fade me this week. So I'll probably go zero and three this week. Okay. Because that's right. how things go. So first, Jets. We were just talking about worst team in the league. I love the Niners minus seven, but that's not going to be my official pick because I'm going to tease that down just to make sure, you know, I don't give out teasers on here. So yeah, I'm gonna you're, go not, with the, you're too tough, too tough. Don't need it. Don't need to tease. 
I, I tease in my in my gambling career, and it usually ends out poorly. Shout out to Philip Rivers for that one. Yeah, um, shout out to Philip Rivers. Oh my God, what are you doing out there? Cost me all the money and my Survivor League. So yeah, that Colts defense, man. They sure are dominant. They sure did hold Gardner <laughs> Minshew to one incomplete pass. Yeah, yeah man. Was, okay. Yeah, I was not not a fan of the Colts right now. But first first pick of the week, I'm going to go Jets Niners under 43 and a half. Uh, I think the Niners control this game. I don't see the Jets scoring more than what 13 points, maybe if they get a turnover deep in Niners territory. I know the Niners didn't look very good against the Cardinals, but this is a whole different. Whole different animal. They had some injuries. Uh, Sherman's out. They're still missing Debo, which is good for the under. Uh, their rookie Ayuk still dealing with a hamstring injury. I think it's just going to be a heavy dose of the run, a heavy dose of Kittle. Not a lot of big plays in this game. Um, they're coming across the country, the farthest flight you can make for an NFL trip. Kicking off at 10 a.m. local time. I think they're going to be sleepwalking out there. They know they're the much better team. I just think that uh, 20 points is probably enough to win this game. I think you're looking at like a, a 24 to 7 type game, something like that. So my first pick is going to be the Jets 49ers under 43 and a half. I'll, uh, I'll kind of tell you there. Love the under look at it. Uh, I'll take the Niners minus seven. Yeah, uh, I think both both should hit. <laughs> if you're in eliminator pools and stuff, this is a great time to use the Niners because I don't think the Niners are going to be great. But man, uh, this Jets team, they're going to have to show you that they can win a football game before you just assume that they do. So I think laying the seven's fine. Uh, the Niners are a prime teaser candidate this week, being favored by seven points against the New York football Jets. Oh, man. Yeah. I, it's just hard to see the Niners losing that game in any world. Um, I'll keep it rolling since we just talked about the Colts. The Colts and the Falcons, NBL, no bet list. They're, they're yeah. on there. <laughs> and I, I violated that last week with the Falcons. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> disgusting. You know, you already know I, you know it's not going to work. But I still did it because, because you know, I have no self-control. But this week, showing off the self-control, I'm going to take the Vikings, plus three in Indianapolis. Vikings, tough first week, but they played Aaron Rodgers. This week, they're going to play Phillip Rivers. Uh, the Colts' defense looked like they had no chance of stopping anybody. Neither of these teams look very good week one. One of them played Aaron Rodgers. The other one played Gardner Minshew. I don't think home field advantage is that big of a factor. They both play in domes. Give me the Vikings, plus three. Yeah, so I was going to give this out at the end as my bonus revenge pick of the week. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm going Vikings plus three as well. I'm going to give out four picks because I, I have to fade the Colts. Um, I, I have a bunch of explicits wrote down in the notes, I won't say, so you don't have to bleep them all out. But uh, I, I don't trust Rivers at all. Uh, the defense, like you said, just allowed Minshew to go 19 for 20. I don't think he probably does that the rest of the year. Um, I'll probably buy half a point, get him at plus three and a half, because just knowing me, they'll win by three. But for, for the podcast purpose, I'll give him out at plus three. Yeah, um, we're coming back for our money this week against the Colts. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> like how they promote the draft Gardner Minshew in the first round of your fantasy league and get like what, like one Bud Light? It might have been, yeah. been the mini ones <laughs> that I accidentally buy all the time. You get a skunk uh, 12-ounce. Yeah. <laughs> you throw your league away. Beautiful, but you might have won week one because the guy looked pretty good. So, yeah, we're, we're off the Colts big time. Last one for me, LA Rams. I mean, come on. This Philadelphia offensive line is so banged up. I had a, a experienced sharp better, a, a Red Talk appearer, Dustin Fowler, text me and said, "Is something wrong here? Are the Rams hurt? Why is this line like this?" And I explained to him, you know, the, the Eagles were favored by three when this first came out. So the Eagles don't have one healthy offensive lineman, and the Rams have Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers. And I was like, "Oh yeah, the Rams are going to throttle them." This Rams team, they may not be perfect, but they're good enough to go into Philly and win. I'll take the Rams. 
Yeah, I like that pick. I'm not going to give it out as one of mine officially, but I will be betting on the Rams as well. Um, that that video of Aaron Donald just destroying the Cowboys' entire team was That's one of the Cowboys. craziest. One of the craziest individual per- plays I've ever seen. This is from a D lineman. I mean, he's a freak. And like you said, this this Eagles offensive line, it's not great when they're healthy, and they're not healthy. So uh, I feel bad for Wentz. He's probably going to be running for his life. They got to run a lot of quick slants and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, my next pick is just going to be Ravens minus seven. I hate, yep. I hate laying seven in an NFL game. It's just too many, and especially against a good quarterback like Deshaun Watson. But this to me seems like an exact replay of the Texans chief game. We just watched, um, the Ravens are going to be able to score on that defense. Just like Mahomes was, um, Deshaun might get him a couple late, but I just don't think the Texans have the offensive firepower to keep up with teams like this. And we saw how much they needed a, a number one receiver like Deandre Hopkins, uh, last Thursday, Will Fuller's good, but he's not Hopkins. And Brandon cooks is pretty solid, but he's not Hopkins. And they both have very, uh, they're both very injury prone. So, I don't think the Texans are going to have a, a great year, and I, I don't think they get very tough start to the season for them. Yeah. Two best teams in the AFC by a mile, off back to back. Uh, I like the I like the um, Ravens minus seven here, mostly just because I expect Lamar to put up 35, 38 points, and I don't think the Texans can do that. Yeah, Brandon Cooks doesn't catch five balls this week. He should give the Archer Instagram name to Murray. He's the one pulling the arrows out for real. I uh, love the Ravens here. I don't see any way that the Texans uh, keep this within seven points. So I am uh, 100% with you on that. Uh, LJ, the eight ball, the final boss. Uh, I think the Ravens are winning the Super Bowl. That's just me. Also, one more thing on the NFL before we move on. Uh, the Rams uniforms are fucking sweet. They don't look as bad as they did on the mannequins. I I love the helmets. I, think the mid- I mean, we look like some kings out there. Yeah, the helmets might be one of the best in the league. And I, I even like the midfield logo, that weird looking Ram. I like that too. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like the off white and I don't like the, the gel looking numbers. Oh, but they did. Love the bone. Love the bone unis. I'm all in yeah. on them. I'm all in. They did. They looked better than I expected. Uh, I had one more pick because I gave out that fourth extra. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Pick of the week. Um, see, Sunday night game, I'm going with the Seahawks Patriots, another under, under 45. I know the Seahawks offense looks crazy. I know they put up like 38 points, but that was the that was the Falcons team. The Falcons are your classic. I'm just going to bet the over team because they're going to give up 30 points and they're going to get some late touchdowns. It don't matter. Um, if you watch the Patriots Dolphins game, what stood out is what I said earlier is they ran Cam 15 times, which is kind of crazy for those are designed runs for a quarterback that's coming off a bunch of injuries. Um, that pretty much just tells me that Belichick knows he doesn't have the weapons on the outside to fling it around and he doesn't know if cam is healthy enough to even do that to win a game so i think the patriots try to control the clock here they know for a fact they're not going to outscore the seahawks offense bill said today he thinks russell wilson might be the best quarterback in the nfl uh, i just i think they are going to try to keep it out of the seahawks hands as much as possible and i, I just see this being a pretty low scoring game on the sun the sunday night games always seem like they just go under like they're too much hype around them they always just seem kind of low scoring I love the Seahawks there. I don't think there's any way the Patriots can end up within that four-point spread. I think this is a rude awakening for all the Patriots people out there that think they really have something in Cam Newton. But we've been wrong before. We're probably wrong about some of this, even though it's really hard to believe for us at this point that we could be wrong about some of this. Yeah, I would say there's a 0% chance I go 3-0 again. Yeah, I agree. Uh, (laughs) Moving on, we'll do a couple minutes here on baseball. Baseball's almost over. Uh, The Cubs have 10 games left. They're 30-20. It's been such an awesome ride. 
every day just goes by so much faster knowing I have that to look forward to at the end of the night. But the playoffs are really shaping up and we're about to get into these best of threes and just a few things that you might have missed. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds just won five games in a row and they're now in the sixth spot in the NL playoffs would play the Braves as a three and a best of three. That kind of shows how cool a shortened season is. You're never totally out of it if you can rattle off some wins like that. And all the Reds did was play the freaking Pirates. And they put yeah, the shout Pirates out Pirates four the Pirates four times in a row. Pirates, yeah, they're the perfect. Uh, they're the perfect team on your schedule when you're looking for some to string some wins in the, together. The Pirates are freaking fourteen and thirty-four. <laughs> that is such a not, bad record. Not a great team. Uh, yeah, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this MLB season. I know you're a baseball purist, so but I, I love the 60 games. I love the expanded playoffs. I love the seven inning doubleheaders because I personally can't get into a season that long and where most games are just meaningless. So to me, it's it's made it way more entertaining. And I think the playoffs are going to be insane because anything can happen in a, a best of three series like that. Like a team could easily upset somebody. It really could. And you look at the Reds and you're like, oh, who's scared of the Reds in the playoffs? The answer is everybody should be. The Reds are going to roll out Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and Luis Castillo, who threw a shutout yesterday as their three starters in a best of three. That's as good as you're going to see in the entire MLB, as much as it hurts me to say that. But it's been a really interesting year. If you look at the American League and you look at the standings, you'll probably have to like scratch your eye. The White Sox are the one seed. The Yankees and the Astros are the five and the six. It looks like everybody's kind of flip-flopped it really could go any sort of way in the American League and the Cubs have the two but man I feel like that gap between one and two is a lot uh a big futures bet on the pa- uh, Padres to win the title Sorry. 35 to one we all do like there's like 60 of us that are on the can't, Padres can't, now. can't end great no can't <laughs> and uh we got to watch the Padres play the Dodgers the last few nights which has been awesome but the Dodgers are good they're three to one to win the yeah. title for a reason so uh but they always are Anything can happen, but those guys have been there. They've done that. They haven't won the World Series, but they've been in the NLCS, it feels like, every single year for the last five years. I I really don't see anybody beating the Dodgers, honestly, but I will say it's going to be really fun. And those best of threes, literally anything can happen. The Reds fall to that eight, play the Dodgers in the first round. You never know. Yeah, I hope the Reds get in just because of all the all the local fandom we have around here. It'd be, yeah, it'd be they cool deserve see, it. But... A lot of really great people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I have futures on the White Sox and the Padres, so that's what I'm cheering for. But yeah, I, I can't. It's, it's crazy that this is going to be going on the same time as, um, like the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals. The obviously it always goes on during football, but. Yeah, it's going to be an insane couple week stretch in sports. It's almost overwhelming. Like I've I've said before, I'll I'll almost be relieved when the like the Stanley Cup's over and the NBA Finals are over, and I can just focus on football for a, at least a couple weeks until college basketball starts up in November. I haven't so, turned on a like Netflix show in yeah, the, and that's all yeah. I did for months. I mean, just it's it's driving me crazy. What am I going to watch next? Which show is going to be good enough to hold my attention? And now that just doesn't matter. I mean, I'm going to sleep with sports on both TVs every single night, and that's a beautiful thing. And I'm not excited for it to be over. But I'm I, I know it's going to be over. It's over. Just, yeah, it's like it's especially for people like us that bet a lot of different stuff. Like it's hard to look at a board and be like, what the hell am I supposed to do with all this? But yeah, sports. More sports is never a bad thing, so I'm I'm enjoying it too. I've gotten into baseball this year, like we've said. Uh, watched almost every NHL hockey Stanley Cup playoff game. It's exhilarating in the third period, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, the NBA Finals wrap about to wrap up, so yeah, 
But yeah, that's just, crazy. I got a 12 to one ticket on the lightning. I didn't even know about until the other day. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Turns out they're one game away from going to the Stanley cup finals. I need to be hedging yeah. a little bit. I have no idea what's going on out there. So yeah. we need to consult a little bit off the microphone. Cause we start talking about NHL. I'm not going to make it to work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? Uh, you got a, you got a college lock for me this week that doesn't oh. involve the guards. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, give me the tops minus 14. Tops. I don't know who they play, but you give me the tops. They're playing Liberty. Yep. You give me the tops in that game. Okay. I really like, um, I like Tulane minus seven because we're fading Navy all year. Only if everybody touchdown, people forget Navy doesn't tackle in practice. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like them a lot. And, uh, I like Troy minus three and a half against Middle Tennessee. You know, Navy, they may not tackle in practice, but don't you think like what they're doing outside of practice might be a little tougher than what most teams are doing? Well, they're not good at football, so. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, harsh words for our Naval Academy. Uh, stay on the boat. Stay off the football field because they got embarrassed. Yeah, I'm. Uh, they embarrassed our country. I, uh, Jesus, I, I don't know anything <laughs> about any of those teams, but I'm going to do the opposite of the give me liberty or give me death, and I'm going to take <laughs> the top. They can does Liberty still have Hugh Freeze up in the, in the booth? I'm pretty sure in his hospital do. bed. Yeah, and I, I think one of Liberty's best out. players plays defensive back for Louisville now. So I mean, you know, he he had to get God, out of there. Him. He, he's, <laughs> he wanted to get into that winning culture, and uh, yeah, now his uh, Liberty, whatever they are, I, I want to guess that they're the Eagles. Uh, I think that's right. Fuck, they. Right, we're guessing that they're the Eagles. The Liberty Eagles are going down to the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers on Saturday. Um, other than that, I have no clue what's going on. That college board, it, it's very depressing, but it's something. It's not a bad Netflix show. Uh, Austin, is that all you got? I think that's it, man. Sorry for another weekend watching football with my good friends. Yes, man. I will uh, I will be there. Nothing could keep me from that. Yeah, Liberty is the Eagles, by the way, confirmed. God. Sparky the Eagle is their mascot. I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I know some mascots. Anybody wants to know a mascot, text it to me. I'll immediately guess it or Google it and respond. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Yeah. All right, guys. TTYL.